Hey guys, this is a interview that I recorded with George uh, about a month or two ago, just in the early stages of 9th edition. It's taken me a little while to get the editing done on it, and uh, I'm just getting this out now, so I apologize if there's some references to material in here that are a little out of date, uh, or that we've learned a little bit more on, but uh, hopefully there's still stuff in this interview that you can find useful, and hope you enjoy all right, so we're back with another one of my uh, interview series this morning, actually, a little bit of a curveball. Uh, Jorg Bobkoff and myself are going to be sitting down to talk Chaos, Slanesh, and maybe a little bit of LVO in Ninth Edition. Uh, but with me this morning is Jorg, uh, who happens to be a teammate of mine here in Houston. Uh, Jorg, how you doing, man? Uh, I'm good. It's just yeah. Georg, but other than that, I know George is much easier. Georg? Okay. Georg. <laughs> that, that's a great way to start the interview, right? Just butcher, yeah. butcher the person's name who, who just yeah, came out. Perfectly Sorry, fine. We, yeah. we just go along with George normally because yep. it's so much easier because everybody in the English-speaking realm knows how to pronounce George, and Georg is something where people have more issues. <laughs> yep. Well, duly noted and corrected for the future, so... Where where should we start here? Like you, there's been a lot that's been going on. We've been trying to get this interview together here for a while. Um, I've been trying to have you on here. Um, it's finally aligned. You're here, uh, but a lot of time has transpired from when we were talking about um, uh, coming on here. And you know, initially I was thinking that we'd kind of dive in a bit with LVO uh, and get into like how everything went. But there's been a, bu a bunch of time that's transpired since then, and. Um, you know, we're at a point now where ninth edition has already dropped, and I think everybody's focus is on that. But it's probably worthwhile at least starting back at LVO, um, maybe just to set like a point of reference for everybody in, you know, who you are, how you did, um, which was really good, uh, what army you took, and and kind of give us a, I guess, like a context to start from there. Yeah, uh, no problem. So um, my LVO experience was actually really, really good. So I um, was going there and was trying to, let's say, um, win at least one game. And I managed to do that in my first game against Knights. That was actually uh, had really well. And then suddenly I also won my second and third game against Admac and um, one of the Pro Hammerlists, actually. And I think one of the things that helped a lot there was that I played Chaos and um, Slanesh in particular, meaning uh, Death to the False Emperor is really, really helpful. And um, then I unfortunately lost against some Orc player, uh, one against uh, Ultramarines afterwards, and finally against Tau. So I went 5-1, and one, and in the end I think it was 18th or so, because my wins were also quite high. And so I was pretty much blown away by that uh, result uh, myself. And so I don't want to speak like the, the list completely uh, nowadays because it's not really interesting anymore. But uh, it was actually a possessed bomb, but a very different take than the usual one. Because no, what you have seen across the board at LVO was um, possessed bomb in Nurgle and Alpha Legion. And my possessed bomb was actually Night Lords and Slanesh. And there was one other guy, um, Carl Vela, who played also a Slanesh um, possessed bomb, but he was also using Alpha Legion. So while I was a bit uh, annoyed um, to see all the possessed bomb videos directly popping up before um, LVO, I think it was still a unique take that I was bringing to the table. 
And so my whole army was Slanesh, and I had a Demon Supreme Command detachment with a Herald of Slanesh, an Infernal Enrapturus, and the Contorted Epitome. And the basic thing here was to get like the Loci of Slanesh, which is Advance and Charge, which helps, of course, the Possessed to get across the board, and which is one of the huge advantages that they have over the uh, Nurgle Possessed. Although Nurgle kind of, uh, as Alpha Legion, could compensate because they can move nine inches at the beginning. But uh, what that means, that is my possessed were much faster through, through the game instead of like just having like this additional nine inches at the beginning of the game. And then I had two more uh, battalions to get some heavily needed CPs, which is on the one hand an Empress Children Battalion, which had a Demon Prince with wings, a Sorcerer, 10 Cultists, and I think some Terminators. And also, um, no, I didn't have Terminators at that moment. I had Obliterators, and I think you need to help me out here. Well, I recall playing the list with the Terminators uh, okay. at one point, okay, so and that, that, was, that was pretty mean. But uh, I, I'm pretty sure at the time, uh, let's see here real quick. So I'm looking at your list right now. You definitely... I didn't um, have access to my list anymore. So I had two Obliterators. <laughs> I had, uh, um, and the other thing... You had, had Warp Talons in there, too. Yeah, that will be in the Night Lords detachment. I think in the Empress yep. Children, I had uh, Oblitz, uh, the Contemptor yep. with Steven Cannons, although that was actually a bit of a um, mistake, but um, he, he fell off the board afterwards. Very. Uh, oh, no. And then uh, I think that was it. Uh, for the um, Empress Children Battalion. And then I had uh, three three units of cultists. And then I had a Night Lord Steaming Kent Ritualist Battalion. And they also had like three units of cultists, a Greater Possessed, 20 Possessed, then some Warp Talents, uh, a Dark Apostle, and a Master of Possession. And as most of the people know, uh, the Possessed work quite nicely in eight because you could stack minuses to hit against shooting. And Alpha Legion has like the base minus one out of 12 inches, which with Nurgle, you could bring to minus three through the uh, Dark Apostle and then the uh, Miasma of Pestilence. So my list um, as Night Lords, you can still do minus one to hit for one unit for one CP. And so that was always going on the Possessed whenever they were targeted. And also my Dark Apostle would give them a minus one to hit in addition. and that meant like I was at minus two to hit, not minus three. But the big advantage that Slanesh have in addition to like the advance in charge is on the one hand that they get uh, a nicer icon. So they get Death to the Fault Emperors on fours, uh, fives, sorry, normally. And uh, I will come back to that. And the other thing is that they have like a psychic spell where you can get a five up funeral pain, which is huge on the possessed, or it was at least at that moment. Because uh, if you're a two-wound model and you have a five-up, uh, you know, pain, a lot of these weapons that would normally just chew through your units completely because they do two flat damage will have a much bigger problem to actually kill the possessed. And so, um, as you can see, I'm not able to, what was it, conceal? My possessed as they're not night lords. So yeah. um, a lot of the time when the Nurgle ones played, it was more like a board control bully list. So they would hold their possessed almost back 
had them at minus three to hit or something in front of it with minus three to hit and then concealed the possessed so that you wouldn't be able to shoot them at all. And then if you would come too close to the possessed, you would eat the charge of the possessed, which is uh, absolutely ridiculous at that moment. However, I'm not able to conceal my uh, possessed, which meant that I would needed to play them in a much more active style. So my list was way more like a damage output list, um, a bit front-loaded, because at some point the possessed usually run out of steam, but uh, they have normally done their work until then. And <clears throat> other than that, I think I had a few things you could say tricks or like um, special things that I could do and which I actually doubled up upon because one of the things that uh, was really, really good in 8th edition is uh, the tri-pointing or holding people in combat. And my list was especially good at that because for the Night Lords, they have like one stratagem where you can spend one CP and you just hold a unit in Convert and that's super good on possessed that would just shred one or two units, touch another one uh, that has to be a non vehicle unit, and then for one CP they just tell you, Oh, you're not falling back, so um, my possessed are not getting shot. And the other uh, possibility for me to get like a similar or the same effect is the uh, mirror or the contorted epitome, where you need to roll 3d6 and you need to beat uh, the leadership of the unit that wants to fall back, and if you read it, you can't fall back. And that's actually one of the uh, moments where the Night Lords trade, which is normally not a great one, so it's minus one to leadership for units within six inches of a Night Lords unit and can be up to minus three. But at that moment, it actually really helps because I was quite often rolling 3d6 and I needed to be higher than a five or so. Um, so that is another way how you can prevent people from falling back. And then of course, if there's the opportunity, you can still just try point. And another thing that I thought of and um, like as a concept was kind of important for me was being able to deny Overwatch, which is not so much an issue right now anymore, but there were a lot of like heavy shooting uh, units that I was kind of afraid of. Let's say some Centurions, for example, uh, with, 11-inch flamers, where you don't really want to charge into them and eat all of that Overwatch. And so I had um, on my Warlord, the Demon Prince, I had a relic, which is the Armor of Abhorrence. It's an Empress Children-specific relic, and it allows you to uh, um, like deny Overwatch, meaning it's a really nice piece to actually jump in first prevent the overwatch, and then my possessed can just do whatever they want. And being a Slanesh demon means he also can advance and charge if he's within six inches of uh, one of my demons, like actual Slanesh demons. And uh, with wings, he moves 12 plus d6, and then he charges 2d6. And with the Emperor's children, they have like a special stratagem where you can change one dice of a charge into a six, meaning he would make the charge almost always when it was important. And then the other way how I could deny Overwatch, because the Demon Prince is a super nice piece, but it's a single model. So sometimes you need either like a bigger footprint to tag as many units as possible, which was kind of important in my last game against Tau. And also uh, 
the demon prince is fast, but the uh, board at that moment was still much bigger, so he can't be everywhere at once. And six warp talents, or five or six, I'm not sure about the number anymore, uh, that can deep strike somewhere and charge with 3d6 uh, is really a nice tool to shut down Overwatch in a different area of the board, usually. And uh, so that was one of the things uh, that I wanted to be able to do reliably. So I built in the, like, the redundancy of like having these two uh, ways of doing it. And then one last word on my demon prints. So um, quite often, the um, biggest threat for the possessed was actually a dedicated counter charge unit that does, let's say, two damage and would jump into your possessed. And uh, with a Nurgle Possessed, uh, they would have like a minus one to hit so that you kind of mitigate some of the damage there if you have like Miasma's Pestilence going on. However, as Lanesh, I can't do that. Uh, I have the five up, you know, pain, which is a nice thing, but uh, minus one to hit was really, really powerful and is, still is. And the nice thing is that with my Warlord trait from Emperor's Children, it's, I think, a massively underrated um, warlord trait. If you look, for example, at Goonhammer, which is like a super good side in uh, principle, they uh, rated it as like a C or C minus, because um, what it says is like units within three inches of this uh, warlord get minus one to hit. And they read it as most people read it, which is just, oh yeah, so units that will attack your, um, your warlord are at minus one to hit. So it's giving him a bit of uh, buff concerning viability, but it's not really worthwhile if you have something else where you can reroll all charges, all hits, and all wounds, for example, in comparison. But I was not using it for the Demon Prince itself. So I was rather trying to keep the Demon Prince close to the possessed. And then whenever a unit would be coming within three inches of the Demon Prince, they would be at minus one to hit. Meaning, uh, at that moment, my possessed would be as stable hitting-wise as the Nurgle ones, but they had the additional feel of pain. And that caught a few people off guard, especially because uh, the Empress children have another nice tool where they can heroically intervene six inches with um, four CP. Uh, meaning I can be six inches or like five inches behind my possessed. Um, I might not be able to get into close combat, or I'm not completely sure whether I need to end up uh, in close combat with this. I, I don't think so. So I think heroic intervention at that moment was still, you can just move closer to your um, enemy. And this one also allows you to move closer to the closest enemy character, but I think then you have to be within range. But I, I might be wrong on that. And so the nice thing is, I just jumped the Demon Prince closer so that he's actually close enough for the <coughs> minus one to hit. And uh, at that moment, my possessed were really stable um, and helpful. And do, 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 do. yeah, so that is more or less how the list worked most of the time. One other thing, uh, so I had like a creative possessed uh, in there as well, meaning with my possessed starting at base strength five, then uh, from the Herald or the Contorted Epitome, they would go to Strength 6. The Crater Possessed would bring them to Strength 7. 
And then with a strat of the demon can ritualist, which unfortunately we can't use anymore, you would get another plus one strength and plus one attack. Meaning my possessed at that moment would have D3 plus two attacks each, so three to five. And they would have um, the usual thing of like a master of possession that can reroll once to hit and once to wound. And uh, veterans of the long war. So I can get them to strength eight plus one to wound, so I'm wounding even knights on threes. And then um, I eluded uh, in my uh, wrap-up of the games. So I played four times against uh, Imperial. And that's really, really good for the Possessed because they have this icon of excess, meaning Death to the False Emperor goes on, uh, off on a five plus. And then there are Night Lords, not Alpha Legion. And that's another thing where they would really come in clutch, which is they have access to multiple plus ones to hit. So everybody has access to pressions. At that moment, I would be able to hit you on twos, re-rolling ones. And I would wound you on twos. Or if you had toughness eight, I wound you on threes, re-rolling ones, if I get my spell off. Then in addition, um, I can uh, spend one CP for the possessed, uh, if they have a higher leadership as uh, the target that they are attacking. And they start at leadership eight, but uh, the thing is that they give an inert minus one to leadership, together with all other uh, units of the um, uh, night lords in the, yeah. exactly, night lords in the detachment. So I was quite often at like minus two, minus three. Then the contorted epitome uh, has two spells, so one is minus one to uh, leadership within 12 inches of her. So I could get you to minus four. So I was always, always be able to just spend one CP and get another plus one to hit, meaning I would proc Death to the False Emperor on threes at that moment. And in theory, although I've never been able to, to uh, pull that off because, yeah, eighth was the uh, addition of Congo line. So my possessed would usually like spread across the table for quite large areas. But if you would be charging your opponent from inside a terrain feature, you could get plus two to your charge, which is a nice thing, but it's also giving you another plus one to hit. So in theory, the possessed would be able to hit on twos. Uh, so like hit on twos, re-rolling ones, and every two plus would give you another uh, attack against Imperials due to death to the fourth emperor. And um, so they would go absolutely nuts against um, Imperials. In addition, and this is maybe a bit controversial, um, but so far I have played it uh, like that and my opponents have not really said anything, although I have discussed it in a Discord afterwards and uh, apparently on the West Coast, uh, no, East Coast, there were a couple of TOs that would... Um, like uh, rule it differently is there is a strat for Slanesh demons, which gives one of the Slanesh demon characters a new aura, which is on uh, within six inches of that unit, you create an additional attack on every six plus two wound. And the problem which comes in is a little bit when you think about this FAQ that we had, that you can't use a strat of um, Codex demons on Codex space, uh, space Marines demon units. That was to prevent uh, deep striking Morty and uh, Magnus at that time. Mm -hmm. However, at that moment, I'm using it on a Slanesh Herald, 
And um, this gets then a new aura. And the aura allows you to get additional attacks for Slanesh demons. And the auras specifically proc from the Codex demons to the uh, Codex Space Marines demons. And the question uh, for me, so for me, it was not really a question because I'm using this stratagem on the uh, Chaos Space Marine demon unit. Yeah. And then I'm getting the aura. And this also affects then my units. However, then when you look at the FAQ, the question was, can you use uh, a strat to affect a Chaos Space Marine unit? And they use the same word, you can't use it to affect a, uh, um, a Chaos Space Marine unit. So the question comes a little bit at that moment, whether the aura would then affect mm -hmm. another Chaos Space Marine um, demon unit or not. But um, yeah, so at that moment, I didn't even thought about that it would be true. So I was having getting additional attacks on a six plus two wound. And with veterans of the long war, it would be a five plus two wound, which would help against like Xenos armies or other chaos armies. And, and in addition, because the because Zinch actually has something real similar where on psychic powers, you can I think it's for one or two CP, you can reroll all. Um, oh, yeah. I think it's like reroll reroll psychic tests or something within six inches or nine inches of a demon character or something like that, which is pretty big because there aren't a lot of units that do that. And yeah. uh, that's from what I understand, that's always been used perfectly fine with Thousand Suns and all their sorcerers. That you know they they meet the criteria in the stratagem and that it's a Zinch sorcerer, I believe, or yes. a Zinch psyker. So, demon. Yeah. You need to put your sorcerer on uh, the disc to get the demon keyword, and then I think it should be procking off. But sure. yeah, that, that was my interpretation of that rule always, because I think the FAQ was really for preventing um, the people uh, like to deep strike Mort uh, Morty and Matarian, uh, Morty and Magnus. Yeah. And so yeah, but I just wanted to be upfront that there were some issues afterwards. So that might not be completely true. But in the end, what you could also do is if you have an army that is not shooting as much, you can take, um, like in 8th edition terms, you can change your uh, prayer on the Dark Apostle. But we have one where you get plus one to wound in close combat, meaning mm -hmm. at that moment my possessed would proc additional attacks on four plus to wound. And that happened in like my first game against the poor Imperial Knight player because he was playing three Gallants, one uh, Crusader and two Morax, I think. And um, it was the perfect match for me to start out because uh, I didn't use the minus one to hit on the Possessed. Instead, I gave them plus one to wound. He came in, he killed 20 cultists in his first turn. My possessed went in and killed uh, two knights easily, like absolutely easily. So I was, at that moment, I was hitting on two, three rolling ones, and every three plus would explode with the uh, combination that I just told. Mm -hmm. And then they would wound because I get now plus two to wound from veterans and the, uh, the prayer. They would still wound you on two, three rolling ones. And every six would uh, create an additional uh, mortal wound and every four plus would create an additional attack. So I went into both of these knights uh, because he needed to come forward. So my possessed had like a fairly easy charge. Um, I went into two, uh, two of his knights, um, put seven possessed with four attacks, so 28 attacks into one, 
and eight into the other with 32 attacks. I killed both before I got my bonus attacks. And I had 39 bonus attacks against one of them and 41 bonus attacks against the other one. So, uh, I mean, Slanesh is all about excess. And I think that is uh, how far you could put it in yeah. terms of eight, because that is just absolutely bonkers. And the, one really of the nice part, just shortly at that moment, was um, I was able to tag, uh, how are they call the, the Moirax, so mm -hmm. one of the baby knights. And um, because he was coming close to me, I was also able to charge the, the mirror, which didn't need to fight any knights because they were gone after the possessed had fought. And so I was able to pile in and consolidate three inches, which brought me within six inches of that Morax, meaning uh, I had to roll 3d6 to see whether he was falling back. So in the end, he lost two knights against 20 cultists. And he was not able to shoot at my possessed because they were in close combat. Um, and yeah, so it's really, really excessive at that moment. And maybe just one last thing against the Alpha Legion uh, comparison to Night Lords. So I knew I was more susceptible to shooting in the initial stages, at least, because. Um, Alpha Legion would have like an additional minus one. And especially they have conceal, which is like a super, super good strategy uh, for something mm -hmm. like that. However, um, if you're not able to kill enough possessed in turn one, and I mean, it's still a minus two to hit if uh, you go first and um, like almost exclusively. So it's two plus, And I, at that moment, I could still reroll the two plus uh, to see whether it's going off. And uh, then it's a strat. Of course, there are like wrecked or so, but um, not all armies have wrecked. So at minus two, and then if you don't kill them, turn one, usually they would be in contact with something uh, fighting in my turn one. So I was, I mean, No Man's Land is 24 inches. They move seven inches plus D6. And then I move another seven plus D6 if I get my warp time off. So that's uh, already 16 inch to um, 14 plus uh, 16 to 26 inches max. And then um, afterwards they charge, which is another 2d6. So I could cover at least 18 inches and maximum would be 26, 40, yeah, 38. 38 was the max. Meaning they usually got into some right. form of close combat. And if it's an infantry unit, I can prevent you from falling back. So I'm much more stable at that moment against shooting than uh, your Alpha Legion possessed. Because Alpha Legion with some like line of sight nonsense or so, they would be still be able to get shot if you have mm -hmm. like a, a canny uh, opponent and you have like the, the terrain to make it possible. And in addition, they're minus one to hit is only outside of 12 inches, whereas my one with the strat is also within uh, 12 inches. So they can be a bit more stable, where it's really like the, the disadvantage, the real disadvantage for um, my possessed um, in comparison to the Alpha Legion one is when it comes to something like Thunderfire cannons, which were all over the place in uh, LVO. Luckily, I only played against uh, one 
yeah, only the Ultramarines players had uh, Thunderfire cannons uh, because the Pro Hammer list didn't have one. Mm-hmm. And after our game, I looked at him and said, like, I mean, I saw your list. It was all over the place because like eight people or so played the same list. And then in the end, three or four of them made it into like the top eight. Mm-hmm. But I asked him, why didn't you include one uh, Thunderfire cannon? And he said two things. First of all, they didn't want to have like a dead weight that can't be wrapped and then you wouldn't be able to fall back and it would not be able to uh, fight itself free. And the other thing was uh, we, we had never thought of a list like yours because the other Possessed Bomb would play so differently that he played similar to an, how he should play against an uh, Nurgle Possessed Bomb in Alpha Legion. Uh, but my one was just so much faster and more aggressive that, uh, yeah, he just got overwhelmed. And one thing there also, uh, the the really nice thing of like playing a big blob of Possessed comes because it's one single unit. So I played before quite a bit with like Slanesh uh, Demon Engines, meaning you would charge with, let's say, four Demon Engines in the same turn. And then after your first one has fought, your opponent will interrupt and likely will kill one. And the same thing happens with the possessed. So uh, if you charge me with several units, so if you have not one single big counter charge unit, but you have several and you send them all in at once, um, the first one will kill seven or eight possessed. And uh, then I will turn around and almost kill everything else. So uh, in the game against uh, Ruben Fernandez, which was the programmer list, he, so I managed to get a first turn, ch- so I went second, but um, had a bit of luck to survive with my sorcerer, which was good, but um, not completely necessary because I would have also been able to switch maybe the um, <clears throat> spell warp time for one of my other psychers with uh, the... Chaos Familiar, but um, so I killed, I think, five-man um, intercessor unit, and I touched his Ferris and prevented him from falling back. So I was more or less in the middle of his line, and uh, he couldn't shoot me. So what he did was he charged me with 10 intercessors, with uh, another five intercessors, uh, his lieutenant, two uh, chaplain dreadnoughts. I think that was it. So he first activated his 10 uh, intercessors. They killed, he rolled a bit poorly. They killed, I don't know, four possessed, five possessed, something like this. And then I spent two CP interrupted and I killed the lieutenant, the two uh, chaplain dreadnoughts, the five uh, intercessor squad. And I left um, Ferris alive because last turn he only killed like one possessed or so. So I was fine with like letting him attack again. but. It's really tough to fight against the possessed, at least in that um, particular stage of the game. And yeah, that's pretty much my list. And you alluded earlier about you know how obviously this was a, a very unconventional style list, uh, you know, compared to the Alpha Legion lists that were out there. Um, what I'm really curious about here is how did you essentially arrive at the list that you were at? Um, was it a process of focusing on, say, the stratagems and the tricks. Um, you know, obviously, you look at 
all the different units and the the thing that stands out to me about your army is that there are layers and layers of synergies between yeah. all of the units that are in the army whereas you know maybe with the chaos space marine ones uh, or the alpha legion ones for example they're a little bit more componentized where you have this good component this good component this good component and they all kind of work pretty good together but there's no there isn't the same level of you know a herald buffing the possessed with you know like you said the the demon stratagem then applying and procking you know within six inches of everything so i'm kind of curious did you start from a this is what i wanted to do like i wanted to play pure slanesh or was it just kind of you gravitated towards that and how how did that process go and how long did it take you to to get to the point where you were you arrived at your lvo list so um I played only pure Slanesh so far, so uh, I really like speed uh, and close combat is really a nice thing to to do. So with a new edition, I try to kind of hone my skills maybe in different areas as well. But uh, in eighth, I was really going for speed a lot of times, and that means playing Slanesh is just the right way to do it because this advance and charge for demon units is so huge. So I told you already before that. I played a lot with like um, demon engines, and yep. I can tell you pretty much um, when I first brought out the list. So uh, I mentioned already Carl Vela, um, which I actually had met at Nova. So at Nova, I was not playing with my army because I moved to the US only uh, last uh, June, end of June. Mm-hmm. And so there were no um, tickets available for Nova anymore, but for, for 40K tournament. And also my army was at that moment shipped over from Italy. So uh, it took like, I don't know, six weeks or so. So I wouldn't be <laughs> sure whether my army would arrive in time. And then, but I had a friend of mine that I uh, met in when I was in Scotland, actually. So I have moved around too much uh, in recent years. Uh, and he's in Boston right now. And he, so we played a lot of more time together. And so uh, my buddy knew, he said like, oh, you're coming to the US, you have to come to Nova. And I said, I'm not really sure whether I should go to Nova. Um, And so he he kept bugging me. And um, in the end, I went to Nova. And I only played, I think, two games of Kill Team because I bought like a a box of Chaos Space Marines and basically painted them up, uh, played a bit of Kill Team. uh, And otherwise, I was just walking around. And then I saw that one list that was at that moment playing with... uh, So I saw only the models. So I saw the end of the game, and I saw 20 possessed. And uh, I think uh, maybe the, the the lady with the... Maybe it was the mirror. I'm not sure. But that was a concept that I had thought of a lot already. And um, so I was looking at the guy afterwards uh, and found out it was his name was Carl Vela. And we discussed quite a bit about the concept that he was running at that moment. I think he went four and two. And um, yeah, so I had that in mind already. And then I came to Houston. I played in a couple of uh, RTTs and also a like Wednesday evening one. And there I went into pre-FAQ, I mean like pre-first FAQ Iron Hands mm-hmm. and had an absolutely awful game because That's <laughs> he, had, he had three Repulture Executioners he yep. had, um, like, I think five guys inside of them, uh, three of the uh, Eliminator Scouts, 
see here, they're, they're stupid snipers. And then a lieutenant and Ferris. And the three repulsion executioners were like building a box around the lieutenant and the um, and the Ferris. At that moment, all of them would be minus one to hit because there was an iron stone involved. And so he went first, and I had six, six or seven demon engines, and he killed five and a half of them turn one. And, well, that, well um, thanks for thanks for playing. Yeah, no, no. <laughs> And the saving grace, in a way, uh, that I could survive another turn was that there was like a big building on my left flank. So I shifted my whole army into that big building, except for like a few character models that were standing out in the open holding objectives. Not possible anymore now, but I think it's a good change. Um, so he was not able to shoot more or less anything. And then uh, next turn, I moved out. Uh, my last demon engine failed uh, their charge, but I got through the overwatch with like a five up here, no pain and uh, everything with my prince, which at that moment was a flawless halt uh, blender prince, meaning he had mm -hmm. eight attacks base. So he has like four base, three for, uh, three for the cloth. Then he had uh, plus one for a uh, hateful assault, uh, so eight. Then he's strength eight and gets plus one attack. Um, so plus one strength, plus one attack through the uh, Slanesh intoxicating elixir. And uh, so at nine attacks at that moment, and then I got one more because I put uh, diabolic strength on him. So he was hitting at strength 10, had 10 attacks, and every six plus would explode uh, into three additional uh, attacks against. No, four, four additional attacks against Imperium. And uh, because he had like the flawless host um, wall of trade. Mm -hmm. And I got pressions off. So he went in into one uh, repulsor execution. And at that moment, he uh, hit on two, three walling ones. Uh, every five plus gives me four additional attacks. And I hit with 34 attacks. I wounded with 24 attacks which all went down from doing two damage to one damage. He uh, has a five up plus in one, which didn't matter because I only had the claws, also minus two. And so I think he saved uh, like eight of them. So mm -hmm. I would do 16 damage normally, but um, at that moment, uh, no, I would normally do 32 damage, but it's all reduced by one damage, mm -hmm. uh, meaning it goes to, 16 damage would still kill the, uh, the repulse executioner, but um, he has a six of funeral pain. He made four of them. So, with 34 hits uh, with uh, damage to weapon at strength 10, uh, I managed to do 12 wounds, which he fell back and shoot me afterwards off the board. He healed it for three with Ferris, he healed it another D3. And uh, the whole thing counted as double uh, the wounds for its effectiveness, meaning my prince, it basically did nothing. Yeah. So end of end of turn three, I had like a, a sorcerer with two wounds left, and uh, he had his whole army except the three uh, eliminators, uh, eliminator snipers. And at that moment, I looked at my list and I had so many damage to flat damage uh, to flat three uh, weapons that I was really, really worried because with the Ironstone like that, you would never, ever have a chance to do that. Mm -hmm. um, 
And so I played one uh, single real uh, tournament before I came to Houston, uh, which was actually in Germany, my home country, as most of the people were already have guessed from my uh, accent. And so I had one 40 um, people tournament that I played there. And uh, I went one and two in the end. But um, yeah, so that was with my demon engine list. And then I said, okay, I, I need to come up with something different. And so I looked into the whole concept of the possessed again. And what the possessed do, uh, especially the Slanesh possessed, is they do shit tons of single damage attacks. Meaning you have a lot of attacks. That also means your mortal wounds would proc off more often. Because that's uh, one last difference to the Nurgle uh, possessed that I haven't uh, alluded yet on, is that they can get plus two to wound uh, with, I think, a spell um, from the Nurgle demons. And then they will do like four damage, I think. I'm, I never like uh, went through the whole math because Nurgle is for me the least favorite god and I will not touch this one. So, um, but they would be able to get to multiple damage, whereas my possessed just get more attacks and then more chances to get like the uh, mortal wounds on sixes. And so if you look against an iron stone, having 10 attacks with damage two is nice. Having 20 attacks with damage one is much nicer. And if you do a few mortal wounds in addition, that is then even better. So that was um, then together with like the discussions with Carl, um, I actually went full onto the possessed list. And that was, I think, in October. So I had like three months playing and honing the, uh, the list. And I think I was quite happy with how it performed um, at LVO. No, I was absolutely blown away, to be honest. And of course, also after LVO, I mean, it's like six high quality games, uh, I made changes, especially like as I already uh, alluded before, the contemptor with the C-beam cannons, he went out. I took him in to have like the possibility to get like a first turn kill, which sometimes is problematic if uh, the people just decide to not deploy within range of the possessed. And with uh, Emperor's Children, you can spend one CP to reposition him, which is a nice thing if you would say like, okay, I'm positioning him here. You know I'm not able to move and shoot with him. So there's like this firing lane. And then usually um, if the people know about him, they would just say, okay, no, I'm not getting into that uh, lane. I will just position myself so that you're not able to shoot. And then for one CP, I can move him wherever I want to then have a new firing lane. So that was my thinking behind it. What was really the key why I put him out in the end was that I had an all infantry list with a single vehicle. And at that moment, yeah, he was always, whenever uh, I was not like dominating the field like crazy with my possessed turn one, he would be dead because every list had at least a few anti-tank guns. And so all the anti-tank guns would go into him. And actually, they would have a real target at that moment. Because otherwise, all the anti-tank guns would shoot at is, yeah, minus two possessed, which is not nice to shoot at first uh, of the time. And then also, like, yeah, they have two wounds. If you have, like, six wounds from your heavy last cannon or whatever, I don't care at that moment. And that was uh, the thing why I moved away from him. and 
went back to like an all infantry list. He was like a last ditch entry, more or less. And I think it was a nice tech choice, but in the end, the, I didn't need the tech choice so much. And what I was giving up was more than I actually gained. Mm -hmm. So it's probably a good time to kind of transition a little bit to ninth edition, which is just dropped. Um, what uh, what are you thinking right now with you know your Solanesh list? Are you staying with it? Are you making changes? Are there things that just aren't going to work at all in the new edition that you've got to find a solution for? Yeah, so I think that, that list unfortunately is not, or maybe also in a good way, is not um, possible anymore. So there are a few things that hit uh, this particular style of list uh, quite heavily. One is the capping minuses to hit um, modifiers. I was only going to minus two, which is not as bad as the minus three that the Nurgle ones did. But still, having a minus one to hit or minus two to hit is a huge thing. And then also, you have already the issues with like rerolling everything Marines. So um, yeah, it's not getting better if you only have minus one to hit. Then the next thing is that the uh, I need I ran two battalions and one uh, supreme command, and to get all my tech choices like the, having the possibility to deny Overwatch and uh, like being able to prevent fallback from uh, several units um, is not possible anymore um, because you spend so many CPs pre-game now to get all of these uh, detachments. Mm -hmm. And uh, yeah, the possessed like to eat quite a lot of, um, quite, of uh, quite a lot of um, CPs. Already. Is it still, oh. in your opinion, is it still possible to run a soup list that's say mono god? So let's say everything is slanesh. Is it still possible, do you think, to, to do that? I think it is possible, yes. Uh, but uh, you have to do it differently. Most likely, it's more like uh, maybe two battalions or a patrolling battalion. I don't think mm -hmm. that you would go into three um, three uh, detachments. You should try to avoid. Uh, the problem with Chaos is that we are so separated in all of the different legions and so on. So we have like uh, one legion that can get an additional wall or trait. Which right. is Alpha Legion because it's fluffy and uh, Marines get it for every single uh, Legion. And then there's one Legion that can actually make like a super chaplain, a uh, super dark apostle, which is the Word Bearers. But it's not for everyone and the Space Marines can get it everywhere. So that is a bit of a problem for um, me because I, I want to play um, Space Marine heavy at least. And um, yeah, so far I have not dabbed into. The other gods as much. I, I might actually mix in some corn or zinch, not Nurgle, uh, that's not for me, mm -hmm. um, in newer lists, just because I need to be a bit more efficient and I can't get uh, as much anymore. What's your and, take on the uh, on the new um, the new exalted demons? Do you think they're worth it? I think they are worth it. Yeah, I think that is one of the uh, the factors that. Yeah, I mean, the, the Zinch guy, uh, you can... And so he was already super stable before. Right. And, I mean, you can even roll two dice. I think there's, like, one or so that I wouldn't be happy to have. 
but you can also pick the one that you really want to have to make him even more stable or get him another plus one to every time he does uh, damage with anything Psych psychic. Yeah. Yeah. So I, I think that the abilities there are huge. What I would have hoped for is a bit more of help to like the base rank and file units because in the end we got like so Slanesh got four stratagems and they are all for one single unit type. It's not nothing where I can say like, okay, yeah, no, I have just a, a bit more utility now because I have this stratagem that I can use on all of my Slanesh units. Uh, that's not the case. It's I have right. one stratagem that is only for demonets and then one that is only for seekers, one that is only for fiends and so on, which is... Yeah, I would have liked to to get something more out of that. But. And they kind of did that across the board to all the different chaos gods, yeah. and it's kind of unfortunate because that's that's definitely what ca the chaos demons are missing right now is a unifying set or a, like a unifying theme almost. Uh, where let's say you decided, hey, I want to play Zinch demons, you've only got maybe one or two stratagems that yeah. cut across everything, right? So you're you're kind of left in this well okay, what do I have that's good for flamers or screamers and on and on? And yeah, it kind of forces you into more mono builds, uh, you know, d despite yeah. deficiencies on certain units. But uh, Yeah, no, no. So the, the problem with demons yeah. is actually that I think the um, the strats that they have are really lackluster, most of them. I mean, what do you see? You see like getting 2d3 mortal wounds instead of 1d3 on a parrot, and then warp search and denizens of the warp. I think that is the three strats that you see like from the basic uh, demons that everybody can use, and they are useful at least uh, in certain circumstances. And then you have three god-specific ones, uh, where most of the time one is like a, a banner, which is not right. at least my banner is not that great. I know Zinch banner is. Uh, not that <laughs> that good. No, either. it's not great either. Nope. I mean, the 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 corn banner is huge, and I mean the Nurgle banner. Mm, yeah, I mean it's again like more like a maybe scenario. Yeah. But the corn yeah. will always take the banner, but everybody else is like, okay, so I have two stratagems that I can use in addition, and it's just yeah, I had hoped for like maybe getting the the uh, sixteen stratagems that we got in uh, the. PA, but all yeah. of them all of them can be used by everybody and that i guess the hope is like, yeah i so guess i guess cool. the hope is in ninth edition that we're going to see uh, you know chaos demons be one of the early uh updates here because i mean they they pretty much survived all of eighth edition with just their original codex and that was it as and that's pretty much why we haven't seen you know, Chaos Demons as a faction, uh, as a primary faction, really succeed um, without, you know, souping in other armies. Uh, so it's yeah. kind of it's kind of interesting there. Um, so kind of trying to kind of get an idea of where you think things are going right now with Let Ninth just Edition. Let me shortly finish the, yeah. the, the death the death blow before please yes yeah. the removal of the uh vigilist detachments because that is like the the real yeah. issue because uh, the possessed were so good in my list because of that I mean, now that you're talking about the fact in in itc that's that's where the problem really is because they've come out and say said yeah. that you know in mat in tournament play those are not going to be legal but in general match like if you just go play a match play game there's yeah. no real stipulation there 
no, no. But the GT pack uh, says you, you, you can't use it. And right. that is where a lot of my damage was coming from. Because yep. in the end, it gives you plus one strength, plus one attack for one CP. If you're within six inches of the Master of Possession, which you anyhow want to be because uh, of his auras. And uh, yeah, the second stratagem is not so important, where you can heal um, a unit of a, like a character by doing mortal wounds on your possessed. Mm -hmm. did that a few times, but uh, it's not really uh, important. But the, the other thing is that you're not doing mortal wounds anymore. And having minus two at your AP is just not enough anymore if you have something like sisters that can uh, can flat out ignore it, then, uh, I mean, just go into Terminators from Custodes. Normally possessed in eighth, they would have shredded them like crazy. Uh, my, my ones, I mean, I had so many attacks at that moment. Uh, with the mortal wounds alone, I would most likely kill whatever you have there. But if I don't have the mortal wounds, and he's just taking a one CP stratagem to um, ignore minus one and minus two AP, I'm hitting against uh, Terminator armor. And um, so my possessed, which at that moment is still 400 points of a unit, 410 with an icon, um, yeah, they're just not doing anything. And um, that is like the, the big thing that is problematic. So I think like so I'm toying around a bit with ideas of like maybe using smaller units of possessed and try to slim down on the amount of layers that I put on to them just to reduce that feel bad moments if 20 possessed go in and I commit at that moment a uh, like large portion of my list and they have to do the damage. And if they don't, then it's a bit problematic. So, yeah. But um, my thoughts concerning ninth. So, um, as most of the times, you, you need to kind of uh, reduce the amount of detachments. I have thought a lot about Empress Children, which, as um, Lanesh, is an obvious choice, but also from the the power that they get from the stratagems, I think, is a, uh, not a bad one. Uh, especially noise marines are really, really good. Um, I mean, you can outflank them. Unfortunately, now with the power level uh, adaptation, you need to spend three CPs instead of two CP. Before they had like power level 19, which was perfect. Now they have power level 20 if you take all 20. But it's amazing. I mean, it doesn't help you so much against stuff like uh, Custodes again. So anything with like a two-up armor, they really go down. But uh, three-up armor, I mean, they still save two-thirds of the hits and the wounds. But it's just too much. I mean, I, I shot, like, if you look at something like um, pretty durable vehicles, uh, I think it's fair game to say Blade Boys Crawlers are really really uh, durable, but they are not durable against Noise Marines, for example, because uh, Noise Marines, yeah, they don't have an AP. That is their one big issue, but they ignore cover, which helps against a lot of Marines lists. Yeah. And then uh, for one CP, I'm strength five and doing two damage with my normal gun. I have three shots per guy, so 54 in a full squad, and then I have two special... Uh, bit more heavy uh, heavier guns it's either d6 uh, strength four which at, with the stratagem goes to five minus one and then damage one or with the stratagem two 
or at strength eight or strength nine with a strap, minus two, and then D3 or D3 plus one with a strap. So, um, yeah, they they shoot, yeah, um, it's it's amazing. So these tanks with like a three up armor, you remove one to two of them. If they are strength, uh, toughness eight, doesn't matter to you, you're strength five. If you broke everything correctly, you are within range of the Dark Apostle that has the remnants of the Maraviglia relic. So you're re-rolling all wounds. With Veterans of the Long War, you're still wounding on force, re-rolling everything. It's like 75% of your hits will wound. And they can shoot twice. Uh, their damage output is phenomenal. Uh, really, really good. So this is something that I'm... Hmm? Yeah, so we saw, we. I mean, just to kind of dovetail on that, we saw just this week that they decided to make all these updates to Marines again. Uh, yeah. So there's kind of like a, a profile update coming to things like gun, uh, like boulders, for example, uh, which sound like they're going to, um, or likely going to 30 inches for their range. And then on top of that, you have power swords, which now get uh, plus one strength and damage too. Um, you know, and there were a whole bunch of other things like Meltas getting more shots, heavy yeah, bolters we'll, we'll becoming damage, damage yeah. too. How big of a deal do you think this is for the chaos side of things? I think it, it will be a, a big deal. I think in the end, what uh, what I hope that they are doing with this is that they're making it really different feeling-wise uh, Marine versus Occultist. Because right now, yes, they're T4 and Strength 4 instead of 3. And they have a better safe, and they hit better. So they're mm -hmm. everywhere like one better. But like coming to survivability, having ten bodies is quite often better than having five bodies with a three plus safe. And this is just a, a feeling from my side that yeah, it's it's not great. <laughs> it should not feel that way. So I think it's a kind of an interesting choice to just give the marines, like the first one marines, another room. And then also increasing a lot of weapons that should be good against uh, firstborn marines, also plus one damage. So like having you a were, heavy bolter with uh, yeah. plus one damage, it doesn't. So it's the same scenario at that moment whether you shoot, shoot at firstborn marines with the heavy bolter with the new rules or with the old rules. But where it will um, change is like primaris marines. If they don't get like an additional yeah. wound, the heavy bolter suddenly is much much better against primaris marines. Yep. And I think that will be overall a good change. And for okay. Chaos, I mean, having two wounds um, specialist troops, um, that's amazing. I mean, Death Guard is uh, rubbing their hands like crazy because two wounds, T5, and a 5 plus, you know, pain. I mean, we will have to see on the points cost, but that sounds like definitely money. Um, for me, it's uh, super good uh, as well. I mean, I will be much more stable against, let's say, Bolt of Fire or uh, other stuff that, yeah, basic Marines just die too easily right now, in, in my idea. But yeah, I, I think the changes that have been announced there are so massive that it's really tough to, to build something or come up with something that is viable also. Uh, after these changes, because they will change a lot. And with COVID and me not uh, really playing tournaments right now, I think I will not play the, the meta outside of uh, TTS. Yeah. Where like single wound Marines are still a thing. And I'm looking forward to it because my, my current list is 
a completely different take, uh, but uh, would definitely benefit for Marines going up to two woods. But it all depends also then uh, how more expensive they come. Well, that's probably a good place for us to kind of wrap up in that. Where, what are you playing right now? And uh, how is it working for you? So, so far it's working quite well. I mean, I didn't have like too many um, reps in with the list, but I already uh, mentioned before that I wanted to go a bit more maybe away from close combat and doing like these massive amounts of damage to more like, um, it's tough to say with Slanesh, but maybe a more stable list concept. So that you, because you need nowadays more durability and uh, Slanesh is not really known for the durability. So I was thinking around a lot. And then uh, with Chaos Space Marines, I usually uh, need four HQs in most of my lists. So I would like to have four because what you want to have is like a Dark Apostle, then something to reward hits, like a Lord, and then a Sorcerer for sure. And then I really like to have at least three spells. In, in a way, because warp time is great, prescience is great, and delightful agonies is great. So these three I would always like to have in my list, meaning either I have to spend like 200 points for a demon prince, which is kind of okay because it's uh, also like a chaos lord plus uh, a sorcerer in both. But yeah, 200 points is still quite a lot of points, and so I'm relatively used right now to have at least two detachments, sometimes even three. And so I was thinking about ways to mitigate the CP costs. And uh, fortunately, Chaos has some. So one of the ways that I could see in the future, it's not right now because um, Aberdeen ha doesn't have like the Supreme Commander yet, but I think he will get it. So that would be one possibility that I would say, okay, I take my Empress Children, um, Empress Children Battalion, or uh, yeah, let's say Battalion, and then I take uh, uh, sorry, I take uh, a patrol with Black Legion, and then I take Aberdeen, and in the patrol of Black Legion, I will have like uh, one Apostle and one Sorcerer, because then. I don't. I'm not as much hurt for taking Abaddon as my um, warlord, because um, first of all, he gives me two CP, so the the um, patrol pays for itself. I get like the sorcerer slot that I actually wanted, and by taking the dark apostle in addition, I can for one CP get two more warlord traits on both the sorcerer and the dark apostle. And uh, most of the time, the Dark Apostle would get at that moment a 5 plus regenerating of uh, CP because this is something that is really, really powerful. And uh, yeah, Chaos has like three ways nowadays. I think uh, you have the Helm of the Third Eye from uh, yep. TS. Then you have uh, this uh, Warlord trait specific to Black Legion. And then you have nowadays the possibility to get a five plus regen from Agents of Bio. And, um, but like that, you would have like the, I spent points on 70, uh, 60 points on uh, cultists. Then I have the Dark Apostle, that is the only tax at that moment, but I'm not necessarily needing him if I don't want to, but I get my additional, um, additional slot that I need for the software. And I would get um, 
abaddon which is a beat stick anyhow and a pretty nice one uh, the other possibility that uh, could work out, and that's what I'm playing around right now with, is actually Red Corsairs, because they have the um, their Legion trait is that you get one CP more if you have three Red Corsairs units in a detachment, and if it's three Chaos Space Moon units, you get uh, three extra CPs. And they also have a special character, which is called Huron, and he, if he's your Warlord, you can get another uh, plus one uh, mm -hmm. command point. And so my list right now is a very janky one uh, comparison to what is usually said to be good or um, what people say will be the dominating factor, which is most of the times it's uh, elite units, MSU, and um, vehicles, I would say. And my list goes a completely different way because I play like a Red Corsairs patrol, meaning I need to spend two CP for that patrol, mm -hmm. but I get three CP, so I'm at plus one base. And then uh, Huron and Blackheart is my warlord, and so I get another plus one, so I start with 14 CP. And when Huron is your warlord, he gets a warlord trade where you get one free relic, which you can only give to a uh, um, Red Corsair. Character that was a bit of a, a trick for me to do because what I did in the end is I have this patrol, I have Huron, I have a sorcerer and terminator armor, and he has a um, combi melter because that's basically the only real thing that I would like to to give him. And this combi melter is the relic one, uh, which is actually really good. So it's strength four minus one two damage, so really good against Primaris and soon uh, first born marines as well. And you are at rapid fire three. And my sorcerer mm -hmm. has a terminator armor, so he uh, has an additional wound. He has a uh, inven, and he always double shoots with rapid fire. So he has right. six strengths uh, for minus one two damage, which is yeah, it's more like a nice tool to have because giving him the delight, uh, the the intoxicating elixir for plus one strength, plus one uh, attack is just not not nice. And then I have. One small uh, Chaos Space Marine unit, and I have two with 19 Chaos Space Marines, including three uh, Melters. And the reason for that is that I can regenerate for 3 CP one of these units, and I can do it as much as uh, I want to, and I have CPs. I start with 14 CPs, and for 3 CPs, I can regenerate 19 Marines right now. And um, this kind of gives me the, the possibility to get some durability into Slanesh. Because uh, Slanesh units uh, are not really known for their toughness, but with the new changes to morale, I think morale is still a thing, but it's not like the auto-delete thing. Um, right, meaning right. I have a possibility to, um, especially with uh, this list, I have the possibility to even plug my models in a strange way because I don't really care too much whether I'm in unit coherency or not. What I need to have is at least one guy surviving. So I would always try to have three guys, four guys or so out of line of sight so that hopefully you can't shoot the last ones. So you, mm -hmm. you shot everything but the last three guys, you can't see them anymore. They will survive. You roll for morale. On a one, they will pass anyhow. If you have three guys left, you roll another one. You lose one more. And then on a one or two, you lose 
another one for you would roll two dice. So hopefully at that moment you are able to survive with one guy. And then it's the feeling um, that Necrons should have at that moment because you're bringing back the full unit. And um, I'm diverting right now uh, a bit from the full Slanesh because Huron is anyhow not Slanesh. So he doesn't have like a Mark of Chaos. So I'm not able to play like a full Slanesh list anyhow. And right now I'm playing the Chaos uh, Space Moons as Corn because I can get the uh, icon, which is Reroll Charges. And that uh, means because I need to come in within six inches of uh, a board edge, most of the uh, uh, objectives are in generally in charge range from there, as long as your, your opponent doesn't mm -hmm. like really screen you out. Meaning I would have like a rerollable nine inch charge to get them in, get them on objectives again. And there are 19 objective secured models, which I think is a pretty nice thing to have. And yep. then I have uh, my other detachment is Emperor's Children. I have a Chaos Lord with a jump pack just for rerolling ones to hit and jump pack for additional um, mobility. And then I have the Dark Apostle with the remnants of Marovicle, which uh, one time in a game I can reroll all failed wounds with Slanesh, uh, so Emperor's Children units within six inches of him. And then I have 27 cultists, which are a similar theme as the, uh, the Marines. So it's again, it's a big unit. It suffers in principle from uh, blast weapons, which is a disadvantage. But as long as you're not killing the whole unit, I can regenerate it once for two CP. And then they are also coming within six inches of the uh, board edge. When they come within six inches of the board edge, I can make a charge and I change one of the dice into a six. So again, I'm having the possibility to actually make the charge with a high reliability, much higher than the reroll nine, actually. But um, at that moment, I might be able to tack a tank if you're not careful enough, or I'm getting on an objective again, taking it away from you. So that's kind of how the list works around. And then like for the really heavy damage dealers, I have 20 noise marines that come in from uh, from reserves and yeah, so far they have just red faces like crazy. I played also against like this new Nurgle list, which uh, like has 72 Nurglings or something like this. And it's really nice to see that uh, Slanesh is still able to, yeah, to show then... Nurgle who's boss. Because if you look <laughs> at the, the possessed bomb on LVO, uh, TJ Lennigan was the only possessed bomb that placed higher than my myself, meaning that I was almost the best uh, possessed bomb uh, with Slanesh. And then over the, the months past LVO, most of the players actually switched to Slanesh. So it always seemed like I was telling them the right thing from the beginning, although I'm pretty sure that uh, most of the people came to the conclusion without listening to me. But it was nice to see at that moment that it's uh, Slanesh yeah. definitely beats Nurgle. And um, with like the new Nurglings list, this uh, my list barely has a problem because the noise marines are the perfect thing to to kill um, to kill nurglings, yeah. and then I have so many obsec secured models because he has nine in his units. I have twenty seven or nineteen, meaning I can fairly easy, um, unless he's like really putting all his nine models on the objective, so I'm not able to get there because I have much smaller bases. I even if he's with five on them. 
I can easily put like six, seven, eight. Uh, and what's going to be even better is now that your noise marines are likely going to be two wounds apiece here. So, I mean, that's even more two wounds, objective secure, you know, with all the greatness that noise marines exactly. get. So, yeah, yeah. And they do, um, for one CP, I do two damage against Nurglings. Uh, I'm strength five, so I'm already wounding on twos. I don't even need to spend four reds. I'm shooting twice. And 20 noise marines, when they shoot, kill above 30, uh, 30 bases of Nurglings, meaning it's, it's really, really rough for them. Mm -hmm. If they are not able to tag my Noise Marines, it's one of the rare uh, moments where I would actually, depending on the list, uh, but I played against uh, 72 Nurglings and three Plague Scrollers, and I put them on the board um, out, of, uh, out of line of sight, I think. And I went first, which is always uh, easier, but I have the models to really screen out my deployment zone. So I can just string out a, a long line of cultists blocking my whole deployment zone. So even if he charges into them and wraps one of the uh, cultists or whatever, I just spend two CP, I beam away. Coming in from the board edge, he definitely will not be able to screen out everything with his units if he makes like a massive charge to kind of box me in. And then my um, cultists are already in the midboard to actually get me some points, and uh, my noise marines will more or less just ham hammer and kill. Yeah, so I think it's 34. I don't know, I, I calculated it, but I forgot about it. It's amazing how much damage they do against Nurglings because they only have a five up uh, at that moment against it, and two of them kill one base. Yeah, and then the last thing in the unit uh, in the army is two units of Havocs, all with last cannons, just so that I have an, a bit of an additional anti-tank punch. Those are the two, three hundred points that I've uh, been the most playing around with right now. So I had like a, a Scorpius once, I had a few Terminators, and uh, even some Corn Berserkers and a Rhino. But uh, yeah, I think the Havocs right now are the best choice, and I will see how that will go on in the future. But that is, at the moment, the list. So it's like completely different. And I think that is really where you need to move if you have like a Chaos Space Marine heavy uh, thing, because uh, the Possessed might still be possible to get some builds out, but they will be very different than the ones that we have seen before. And uh, yeah, I'm playing around with some ideas, but I haven't been able to like finalize like something where I'm really happy with. But this list so far is really playing the mission quite well. You have a lot of obsec bodies. You are susceptible to blast, but blast feeling wise is not maybe not as much of a thing as it is made. And especially like the possibility that uh, even if you have like three models left, um, you can still survive and then can recycle them. That's a really, really big thing for, for that list. Because beforehand, it was just like, OK, you kill 16, 17 cultists, and then uh, they are all dead, or I spent the 2 CP to auto-pass. And then it's getting really expensive to spend 2 CP to auto-pass, then 2 CP to regenerate them, and so on. Yeah. Well, very cool. Well, George, thank you very much for taking the time this morning to sit down and kind of let us pick your brain a bit. Um, and I'm sure we'll have another chance here in the future to, to do it again. Yeah, no, looking forward to it. And thanks for having me.